Okay, welcome everybody to the Live Sail Die Olympic coverage here, brought to you by Predict Wind and BNG. Here we are. My name's Cameron Dunn. I'm sitting here with Andrew Brown in this uh, lovely winter's day here in Auckland. Eight degrees in fog, about as far from the Inoshima conditions as possible, Brownie. Yes, it is. Uh, lucky enough, we're at Boy Cafe here at uh, West Haven. We are not sweating, we are not hot, and we're not in ice baths. No, it's um, far from it, but hey, looking into this, uh, looking ahead to the Olympic competition starting tomorrow, pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, that is. It's um, looking at the forecasts and uh, how everyone's been going, it's going to be really exciting. It has been COVID, so we don't really know what's going to happen with the last two years being no real regattas, so it's going to be a really exciting watch. Yeah, so what we're doing here is we're, we're really going to focus in on the New Zealand sailors here that are at the, uh, at the Olympics. We've got six teams in the various fleets, so we're going to start off quickly with the Finn class, and it's been well publicised battle in the New Zealand team between Josh Jr. and Andy Maloney for the Finn spot, which was taken out by Josh Jr., the 2019 Finn Gold Cup world champion. Um, he's obviously going in as a as you know one of the one of the favourites in this fleet. We've got obviously you've got Giles Scott from GBR. Keeping in mind that the British have won every single gold medal since 2000, yeah, dating back amazing. Ian Percy, obviously Ben Ainsley winning multiple ones, Giles winning in in Rio. You know he's going to be a tough one to beat. He is, but Josh has the current gold cup Finn world champion on his coach boat, yes. and Andy. Yeah, incredible, isn't it? And of course, there's others to, to um, look out for. We've got the Hungar Hungarian sailor, Beresic. You've got Nick Heiner from the Dutch. Um, the Spanish Cardona, who just got second at the Gold Cup. So it's gonna be a pretty stacked fleet. It is, it is. And um, just looking at the weather and, and when they're racing, it's a really open fleet this time around. Yeah. Now, the laser fleet, Sam Meach from New Zealand, again, and I guess you'd almost call him Mr. Consistency, has been really solid through his whole career. Um, the bronze medalist from Rio, again, another one in with a great shot. But you could go down this fleet 10 more deep to, to see who could really win medals. Yeah, so, um, being a one design class, so many good sailors there. This is a really hard one to pick. Yeah, I think I think when you look back at it, you know, look through the fleet, you know, the Aussie Matt Wern has got to be one of the solid ones, and he's multiple times in the top three at the at the Worlds. You got Philip Buell from Germany, um, the current world champion. Yep. Um, you you can never write off uh, the the English. You've got the Croatian. Yeah. Um, and then the Cypriot. And the Cypriot, of course. Yes, Conditas is always there. And then you've got to talk about you know the, I guess the you'd almost say the goat of laser sailing. Yeah. Oh, Robert Shite. You know, forty-eight exactly. years old. Amazing. You know, I did I did my first laser worlds at the same time as his first laser worlds here in Auckland at Takapuna in 1993, and he's still going at these Olympics. It's it's incredible, and you wouldn't rule him out. No, he's actually um, earlier this year in Villamora, he finished within the top three. He's won two two medals this year in regattas and build-up regattas. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. amazing. It's pretty amazing. So, what have we got in the double-handed fleet? Uh, double-handed fleets, well. We've all got to speak about the 49er. Red hot favourites is Pete and Blair. 
obviously they've had a big year already with uh, defending the America's Cup and also they've started off uh, their Sail GP team with the uh, New Zealand Sail GP team. They're obviously the red hot favourites going in, multiple, multiple world champions, just really, really professional, distinguished sailors. But Who's going to be their main competition? Yeah, they're not going to have it all their way. We've got, obviously, um, the German guys who who finished uh, second at, at the Worlds and third at the Worlds lately, and also their training partners, the Spanish. The Spanish have been going really, really fast lately. It'll be, it'll be a good one to watch. It will be a good one to watch, and always, you know, as uh, Pete and Blair say, they love the pressure, so let's yeah. see how they handle it. And what, what about your your class, Brownie, what you competed in the Olympics in, the 470 men? Yep, many moons ago, 470 men, uh, many, many kilos ago as well. So uh, with that, there's been a big change in the last five years with the with the rules, with the um, pumping rules now. You can, you can pump up wind, you can pump downwind and all that. And um, the young Spanish guys, um, Jordi and uh, Nico, have been world leading with that, many videos online, uh, even making the 470 look cool, which is quite amazing. And uh, obviously the Swedes... That's coming from an ex-470. Exactly, so. exactly. Right. And then the Swedes, the Swedes have been, have been really, really going well in the last three or four worlds. But again, we've had a year and a half off yeah. from, from COVID, and you can never write off the Aussies. Matt Belcher, the most famous 470 sailor there has ever been, with Will Ryan, they must be there. But you can't discount uh, Dan and Paul. Dan and Paul have just won the last big regatta leading into this, the European champs, and a borrowed boat. They've got a brand new boat over there, they'll be looking good. So that's Paul Snow Hansen and Dan Wilcox. Dan Wilcox. You know, and he's obviously got Dan, so comes from a pretty strong 470 pedigree with his father Hamish, who's yep. actually there coaching Pete and Blair. Exactly. 470 world champion. Yeah, family affair, family affair. And then we have uh, the FX. What do you know about the FX, uh, well, Cam? Well, we've got Alex, Malo Alex Maloney and Molly Meach, of course, the silver medalist from Rio. Um, yeah, I, I, this is going to be another such a tough one to pick because of the COVID situation and the lack of racing that we've had over the last couple of years. It, you know, it goes in there almost with an open slate. So I know from from the uh, a few of the contacts on the ground, I know the Kiwi girls have been going really solidly in training. You can never ride out the Brazilians, of course, Martin Grail, who won the gold medal in Rio, is going to be super solid. You've got the Danish, the Spanish. Um, Isha Boyan, who won the gold medal in London in the match racing, fourth in Rio, yeah. has been going really, really well. Um, again, I think this is going to be a really, really open one. It is, and when you say fourth in Rio, they were all tied on points going into the into the medal race. Yeah. So yeah, that's going to be interesting. And then already, I think she's won an Olympic medal in my own mind is Erica Dawson and Michael Wilkinson in the, uh, in the NACRA. Five weeks ago, Erica fell off the uh, NACRA, her leg got hit by the rudder, and she broke her leg. Within three weeks, she is back sailing, 
She's got another few days to go, getting stronger and stronger, but in my mind, to even make the start line for those two, yeah, that is totally amazing. Again, the NACRA class, that's going to be a, a really interesting and very open class. After the NACRA was introduced in 2016, and now it is foiling, back then it wasn't, but we have many, many great sailors. We had uh, Santi Lange, who was the flag bearer last night for the Argentinian team, current gold medalist, looking really, really good. The Italian pairing, who've won a couple of worlds and have been really, really strong, looking good. Can't forget the Australians or the current world champions, the GBR team. They're going to be, that's going to be a really interesting class and you can never write off the little charges and Erica and Micah either with a gold and silver medalist coaching them and Joel Lee. I think when you, when you look back at you know, past Olympics, you could almost, when you went back two, three years pre-Olympics, the top few teams at the Worlds leading into that generally were the ones winning medals at the Olympics if you go back through the history. My feeling is for this Olympics Brownie, because of the COVID situation, the lack of full-on racing in the last two years, we could see a quite a big mix-up in this event, would you agree? I, I agree, and you always see, just with the pressure of the games, that you may get one or two bolters in the last few Olympics this time. There could be many bolters come through. What I mean by bolters is not so favoured teams going out there and performing really, really well. Okay, and Brownie, uh, we've got some other Kiwi connections in amongst the fleet. Yeah, so um, in the RSX, we've got one of um, one of the, probably the, how would you put it, the coolest mullets in the world when he was competing, and Aaron McIntosh coaching um, the Dutch team. He's been coaching them for the last three quads. Won two gold medals already with uh, with Dorian, and now he's got uh, Kieran Badlow there, who's got an equally cool haircut with a big, bright blue arrow facing forwards as the windbender. You can't rule him out. He's the other hot favourite in this Olympic fleet. So uh, that's going to be a really interesting thing to watch as well. So looking forward to the weather now. Of course, I think most of the build-up for these games, people have been focusing on relatively light to moderate breeze onshore with pretty big waves coming yep. into, into the bay there. But looking ahead to this forecast, we've got a bit different for the first few days, especially for the laser guys. Yeah, we do. Um, you know, you always hear at regattas, it's never normally like this. We've got a typhoon coming through. Uh, on our predict wind modelling, we've got a big typhoon just to the south of Enoshina, and it looks like it's going to be offshore and maybe even some rain for the first day or two. Yeah, offshore, 15 to 20 knots possibly, a nice breeze, and then a little later on down the track, swinging back more to the standard southwest, but then there's another typhoon possibly going to affect the games later on, later on the contest as well. Yeah, and it, it, it just depends on the way that the typhoons track. Um, and after the offshore, when it does go back onshore, it's gradient breeze and it's a windy onshore, meaning big waves, big breeze, awesome sailing, awesome to watch. Okay, everybody, so 
We are really looking forward to bringing you the rest of the coverage of this Olympic Games, giving you a bit of a rundown each day of how the team has gone in the previous day's racing. Remember, please support our sponsors, BNG and PredictWin. Without them, we couldn't make this happen. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, guys.